Welcome to Lighthouse 805 Podcast. Today we continue our series on camping with glamping in Ventura, California. Enjoy. Good morning. Thanks for joining us here today. And thanks for listening on the podcast. I Today's Mother's Day. This is really cool. I, I love, we have this entire glamping set on the podium. There's a six-piece chandelier hanging in it. Like, it is, it is the most bougie tent set up. There's, like, a whole <laughs> emergency chocolate kit inside here. You, got, you need to come closer at some point and look inside. There's, like, little um, battery-operated candles. And, I mean, it is, it is fancy. There's sparkling cider over here. Um, we got the chocolate fondue fountain over there. Um, the champagne flutes with raspberry. I mean, today is a bougie day for Mother's Day, for sure, especially in the middle of our camp sermon series, camping. The whole, the whole reason, the whole point of this entire sermon series is talking about seasons. We are all in a season, starting a season, or ending a season. That's, that's how we live. God ordained this entire universe to be set on seasons, it's not that we're just stuck in some funk or something forever, but we actually come in and out of seasons over and over and over. And it, it, it's encouraging. No matter how frustrating you are right now in something, in a situation, it's going to end. It's going to wrap up. And it's, it's really special. And even if you absolutely love and adore this season, that season's coming to an end also. God has us in seasons. Today's sermon series, or today's sermon is all about glamping, glamping. It, it's kind of unique. It reminds me of a, uh, a picturesque mom, if you will. Like, uh, get, this, get this concept with me. If you go camping, it's all the chaos is happening on the outside, but when you go glamping, it's beautiful on the inside. No matter how crazy and chaotic it gets on the outside, the inside is nice. Sometimes as moms, it can be all the chaos in the world going on, right? It's like, I don't have time to get ready. I don't have time for my makeup. I don't have time for my hair. I'm just going to go. It's chaos, but on the inside, it's, it's the heart. You know, that's, that's what God says over and over. He looks at our inside. He looks at what we're, what's going on on the inside. And that's, that's what I love. And, and our story today comes from David, one of the characters in the Bible. There's this moment where he, he's trying, the person who's overseeing him, the king is trying to murder him. He's frustrated, he's depressed, he feels abandoned, everything bad is happening. He, he's running around trying to escape this king, and he, he has this moment where what everyone thinks about him is they want to kill him. What everyone is doing to him is horrible. And he's sitting in this cave, and all of a sudden he sits down and he has this epiphany. He realizes what God thinks about him. And he writes Psalm chapter 16. And we get this beautiful passage of how he deals with this depression, this frustration, and life circumstances, and what he thinks about it internally. And it's this, it's this image of glamping. All the chaos in the world on the outside but on the inside, it's good. That's, that's what's happening in Psalm 16. So point number one, I, I want to look beyond the tent. Number one, beyond the tent. If you're taking notes, and I hope you would, beyond the tent. 
outside of a glamping tent, typically it's A, dark and cold. During the nighttime, it, it's cold outside, it's dark, all the things are going on, and that, that symbolically represents our, our life situations. You might not feel warm and cuddly by the kids that are supposed to be loving you at that moment, and it's just giving you the cold shoulder, <laughs> whatever it might be. It doesn't matter how old the kids are. It can, it can feel dark at times. It can feel cold at times. I'm not just talking about moms. I'm talking about every person. Our situations can sometimes just feel dark and gloomy and cold. Beyond the tent. But really, it's, it's about what's in the tent. And so many times, it's easy, easy to hang on to what's happening outside the tent as the true value. Because that's what other people see. And it's easy to buy in to what other people see rather than knowing what God sees about you. Dark and cold. Beyond the tent. Also, B, what's happening beyond the tent? Predators. Predators. That, that's all of the things that want to kill you and destroy you, all the things that want to come after you. Sometimes the predators are not just disguised as lions and tigers, and everyone said bears inside their head right now. <laughs> Sometimes they're the mosquitoes too, okay? Can we just, can we just all agree mosquitoes are predators too? Like, can we just flip it over a little bit further? Everything that's just draining you of all your blood and life are the predators too. See, I, you didn't think I was going there, but I am. Everything that wants to suck the life out of you is the predators. You know, the people that, that just keep nagging at you over and over. <laughs> mom, 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 mom. I heard you the first time. <laughs> I get you. And I'm dad, not mom. <laughs> it's the things that are trying to come after you and steal all your hope and joy and peace away. It's the predators in life. Everything that's beyond the tent. And then the last aspect is alone. Outside the tent, sometimes it can just, you, you know, you unzip and you're just like, nothing is there. It's lonely. It's what's beyond your tent. And I think God built that inside of us to feel this longing and feel this like weight of being alone for us to search for a community and search for him. And it weighs on us. It's like, oh, I feel alone. I feel so lonely right now. Well, yeah, God built that in you. Or else you'd just be fine sitting in your house alone for your whole life. God put that in you. That's actually a, a, a compass, if you will, to drive you to go outside of your tent beyond your tent. Number two, what everyone craves. In Psalm 16, 9, this is the, this is the story of David, and it's, it's what he's proclaiming over his life, sitting in this situation, just being frustrated. He, and he's, he, he has this epiphany of how he can change his camp to a glamp. If you don't know, glamping is a glamorous camping. They just combine the words, and that's what this that's what this is. It's when you got a chandelier in your tent, okay? That's the glamping status. Psalm 16.9, I'm out of the message translation because I just felt like the, the author explained it so well in this translation. It says, I'm happy from the inside out and from the outside in. I'm firmly formed. 
man, it, if this isn't one of those post-it verses, I don't know what it, you know, the ones where you write and you just slap it on something, you're like, I need to see this over and over. I'm happy from the inside out and from the outside in. I'm firmly formed. What everyone craves is found in this verse. A, happiness. Like, I think we've all been there. We're like, can I just find some happiness today? <laughs> like, we've all, we've all thought it. We've all said it. And everyone's like, I just want to be happy for a moment of my life. <laughs> happiness. Everyone craves it. And, and all of a sudden, David has this epiphany. He says, I'm happy from the inside out and from the outside in. Outside in. What does that even mean? I'm happy from the outside in. If you look at the Hebrew, it's translated as reputation or glory. B, reputation. We all crave or have some tinge on what others think about us from the outside in. It's what our actions externalize. It's what our words externalize as and come back to us as. It's the reputation. If you, if you are a parent or you've had a child or you had someone that you are mentoring or you are parenting in a sense, what they think about you is weighty. It's from the outside in. I'm happy from the inside out and from the outside in. See what everyone craves is this sense of happiness that happens within us. And then second is this reputation. Do you, do you care what other people think? And, it, and it's easy to say, no, I don't care what other people think. But then inside you're like, why did they say that about me? And it, it, it can weigh on you. I don't know anything about that, right, babe? At all. <laughs> that's, like, that's one of my biggest things that just, it's like, I'm trying to get over this. Patty's like, just get over it. Like, <laughs> Reputation. That's big. What do your what do your kids think about you? I think I think at some point we've always thought about oh you know we've we've brought that up or what do my parents think about me? What is this person? This person I've given so much of my life to. What do they think about me? From my actions, my reputation, my glory. Other translations say glory. It's another word of saying reputation. I'm happy with that. David's saying, no matter what comes back to me from other people, their actions, their words, I'm happy with it. That's what he's getting at. And C, I'm firmly, I'm firmly formed in the verse, that translates as confidence in Hebrews. Everyone craves confidence. You know? And it's crazy because it, it, it happens on so many different levels and, and we don't often connect those different levels. You know, some people will date other people because they're just confident people and really they're dating them because they crave to be confident themselves. It's crazy. We crave this confidence. Why? Because we have all these things going on around us and all of our flaws and mistakes and blemishes or whatever's going on in our life, if we had an ounce of confidence, those wouldn't matter and we could use those for the kingdom. And so many times the enemy wants to destroy our confidence in areas so we don't utilize our greatest strengths. He wants us to believe that our greatest strengths in life are actually weaknesses. And God's like, I just spent the last 20 years 
working that in you for that to be your greatest strength to help others. And you're telling me that you're not confident over that? Confidence. I don't know if you've, if you've ever raised a child and in the back of your mind, you're like, am I doing the right thing right now? We crave to be confident in what we're doing. It's hearing God, and uh, am, I, am I doing the right thing right now? And we can go back and forth, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter. We crave this confidence to know it's the right thing. Everyone craves these. David, David says in this chapter, th- this is what it comes down to. In him sitting there being hyper-depressed, and it says 3,000, a small army, 3,000 men came fully armed with the king of the land to murder him, and he is depressed, okay? He's like, the king hates me? Out of everyone he rules, <laughs> he's coming after <laughs> me? <laughs> he's sad. And he, he boils it down and says, if you have these three things, you're going to be good. So then he follows it up in the next two verses, and he says, this is what everyone needs, but this is how you get it. In verse 10 and 11, there's a lot of good things in here of what we need, but it's, it, I really just summarize it into three points, three things that we can take away in verse 10 and 11. So number three, the title is Embrace the Glamp. Embrace the Glamp. Stop worrying about all the things on the outside of the tent because what you can focus on is the inside of the tent. You can't go camping and say, you know what? I don't like these trees here. I don't like these mosquitoes here. I need to ch-. You don't have any control of your outward circumstances whatsoever. The only thing you have control over is what's on the inside of the tent, what's on the inside of your heart. That's it. They're, they're paralleling really well here. The only thing you can control is what's on the inside. Number three, embrace the glamp. Psalm 16, 10 through 11 says this, because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful one see decay. You make known to me the path of life, you will fill me with the joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. David's saying, this is the concept. I have happiness, reputation, and confidence because God is partnering with me in these items, these sections. And if we're not partnered with God in this, we don't have those fulfillments met. And our glamping tent just becomes another camping tent, dirty and dusty, filled with mosquitoes on the inside. Three of the main concepts that David talks about getting is, A, God won't abandon you. Bless you. Because, going back to the verse, because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. 
I'm not going to be abandoned to death. I'm not going to be abandoned to dead things. I'm, I'm not going to be left alone to my own demise. I'm not alone because God is with me. God won't abandon me. That really fights against our unhappiness of items. It's like, how can I not be happy because God's not going to abandon me? How can I not be happy because God's with me at every step of the way? B, God will give me purpose. God will give you purpose. It says in verse 11, you make known to me the path of life. That is a super fancy way of saying, (laughs) you give me understanding of what my purpose is. You make known to me the path of life. How will I have life and life abundant? God will whisper to you about it. See, it's, it's not just good enough to survive in this planet, in this life. I want to thrive. And by thriving, it's understanding how God has built me so I can use that build in this life. Does that, does that make sense? The more time I spend with God, the more he whispers how I'm built. The more time I... I sit with God in in my quiet time and just listening, the more he'll actually speak what my purpose is. I think it's so frustrating just going to life not knowing what you're supposed to do. Like, well, what what do I do? Do I just sit and just go into a routine every single day? When When you're in the same routine every single day, did you know that actually voids you of a season? Think about it. When you're in a routine for your whole life, you step out of seasonal living into it's just one thing. But God's like, no, 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 you're supposed to live in seasons. This is your discovery season, and if you're not discovering it, it's just going to last a long time. God will give you purpose. Going back to the verse, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. That verse, don't take it out of context. One of the things you learn in in Bible college is never take a verse out of context, which sometimes I do, okay? I'm sorry. (laughs) But you will fill me with joy in your presence. There is a promise that we have joy when we're in God's presence. Not just that we have joy because we have joy, but because we're in God's presence. The next time you need some joy in your life, you go to God's presence. I love that. Reading the whole verse from the beginning. I'm happy from the inside out and from the outside in. I'm fully formed because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will, it, nor will you let your faithful one see decay. You will make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. That's what what today's all about. I know it's a Mother's Day message, but it's also for all of us. When we're sitting there in our glamping tent, this is what we have control over. This, This is everything. And if you ever feel like your tent on the inside looks raggedy and rough and dirty and filthy, 
that's when you need to press into God's presence. That's all it is. This, David is celebrating God because in his presence, he had all his needs met. Everything he needed was in God's presence. It's, it's a really short message. That's it. God's presence. That's the answer. But I extrapolated more out of it. So in your life, whatever you're going through at work, whatever you're going through in family, whatever you're going through in loss, look internally and say, God, I need you to revamp my, my glamping tent, my heart. And I'm going to spend time in your presence to do that. That's what it comes down to. Let's pray. Lord, we, we understand it today. We get it. It's all about your presence. As, as we walk away from here, God, and we spend this entire week um, going about our day, going about our business, doing whatever we do, I pray that we would be reminded of your presence, that we need to draw close to you. That no matter what we encounter, no matter what we face, it's all about you. Lord, thank you for the example that you gave of David sitting in this cave, being hunted down to be killed. And his attitude was able to turn around. So can ours. Whatever we face, we can change it around. Lord, I, I pray for a a unique prayer today, especially in regards to forgiveness. Lord, there's, of all of us here and everyone who's listening online, God, I pray that whatever it is that's blocking the, the camp door, if you will, it, it's locked up in our frustrations that we have with someone else. Maybe a mom that abandoned us, maybe a mother figure that wasn't there. Maybe it was what we did to another person, but typically it's because we have unforgiveness, God. I pray that we'd have a heart of forgiveness this week, that we lift up those tough situations, those, those frustrations, whatever they are, and ask for forgiveness and start letting your presence come fully into our camping tent, our glamping tent, if you will, God. Let forgiveness happen. And let your presence overwhelm us this week. In your mighty name, amen. Thanks for visiting. For other episodes or more information about us and opportunities for giving, please visit lighthouse805.com.